0: Good evening, and welcome to Dr. Mara and your golden years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And today is Sunday, September 11th, 2022, the, and it is the 21st anniversary of 9 11. And we'll be talking about that a little bit during this program as our thoughts are with those whose lives were affected by 9-11 and my friends in New York, my hometown. I'm psychologist Dr. Mara Karpel, and we are back live from Austin, Texas, and we have another great program in store for you today. Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here with us to make the show run smoothly as usual, of course. And in a little while after the break, we, we have a change in our programming. We were going to be joined by custody evaluator, Lori Bonavere. And she wrote the best-selling book, You Don't Have to Crush Your Ex, about custody evaluations. Um, but we have a change in programming, and she is rescheduled for an upcoming show. And I'm looking very much forward to interviewing her about her great book and um hints and tips for parents going through custody evaluations. So instead, I'm going to continue with the discussion about living a passionate life, and and ironically, or just synchronistically, I should say, um, the segment I was going to talk about today was self-compassion, and I think it's perfect for 9-11, Um, So I will be discussing self-compassion and compassion needed to live a more passionate life and with thoughts about applying this to the 21st anniversary of 9-11. And also the twins in Bay of Banderas, Mexico, Ruben and Minerva, who usually fill us in on Mexico travel, recently returned from a month in Germany. So, This week, Minerva joins us to talk about the recent, and along the way, um, well, no, not along the way, later in the program, I'm sorry, musician and singer Tamika Jones will join us from L.A. with some of her great music and discuss her musical history, so I'm really looking forward to having her on the program later this evening. So, after the show, you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website, and the link to the podcast will be posted later tonight, along with any website links that my guests speak about. And you can hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to blogtalkradio.com your golden years. And if you go to Apple Podcasts and look for this program, It'll also be there in five minutes after the show. And for information from previous programs and to listen to previous programs going back all the way since we started on Blog Talk Radio almost nine years ago, go to drmaricarpel.com or go directly to blogtalkradio.com slash ears. And it's also on Apple Podcasts all the way back. All the shows are on Apple Podcasts. And for upcoming programs, and updates about upcoming events, be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpel, Your Golden Years. This program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by A Com. Wondering what to do after you're 50? How about having a mighty good time? It's free to search free to post and much more whether it's in person or virtual anything can be found to fill your days connecting with others so be more active and start connecting with other people go to amightygoodtime.com that's amightygoodtime.com so we're going to take a brief break we're going to play a few of our other commercials and don't go anywhere because It'll be a very brief break, and then we'll be back.
1: Super
2: psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never received there are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com.
0: All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on com. And so today, as I'm sure you are well aware, is the 21st anniversary of 9-11. And I thought this would be a good time. I just was next in line to talk about self-compassion, and I decided to stick with that because that's something that i think is really important During time anniversaries of of, of trauma of people dealing with grief and any other stressful sit there are certainly many stressors going on in the world and this is all part of life it's, it's, living a passionate life doesn't mean that we get to bypass grief that we get to bypass trauma or stress or negativity in the world or, or suffering in any way. It's all part of the whole picture. Living a passionate life is, a, is being able to, um, to find ways of coping with that and maybe even use those events, those stressors to create more joy in our lives and for other people. So many of the um, most passionate people who m- make the biggest difference in the world have gone through really, truly difficult, dark times. And they found a way to turn it around um, or to be cracked open to find their true self, to be more compassionate and to be more empathic toward other people going through difficult times and to find ways of helping them. Um, You know, I think when we have gone through our own difficulties, we're much more compassionate toward other people who are going through difficulties. If we allow ourselves to do that, there are two ways it can go when we deal with stress. One way is to shut down and to build a wall and a shell around ourselves so that we never have to deal with stress again. And when we do that, we all compassion for other people who are going through a difficult times. Um, but if we stay open and raw and vulnerable, then we can actually grow and find beauty in life beside the pain, sitting right next to the pain. Joy and suffering very often sit right next to each other in our hearts if we allow that allow that to happen and that rawness and vulnerability opens us up to be more compassionate toward other people and as i've mentioned many times on this program living with passion living a passionate life isn't just about having fun and doing the things that we love to do although that is an important piece of it but it's not the whole picture Um, we're living a passionate life is also being there for our own pain and suffering and the pain and suffering of other people and finding ways to use whatever gifts we have Um, they don't have to be incredible talents they can be the gift of Understanding and compassion and being willing to listen to another person, um, using those to help other people give our lives meaning and joy, and that creates passion. But it starts with self-compassion, being able to take care of ourselves, because if we don't take care of ourselves, then we're not there for other people. And that goes... um, That goes for times when we berate ourselves for not doing the things that we think we should have done by now or all the living to our potential, our full potential, or feeling like we're not doing things right. Um, You know, we often say things to ourselves that we wouldn't even say to our worst enemies. We're we're really cruel to ourselves. And so... Self-compassion is is getting rid of those thoughts, or I don't know if we can really get rid of them, to be honest with you. But not listening to them, muting them, overriding them. Um, it's treating ourselves like we are our own best friend. That we speak to ourselves in our own. We do speak to ourselves all the time, even if you're not aware um that you're doing it. We're always speaking to ourselves. And so we have to ask ourselves uh, ask yourself, are you treating yourself? Are you speaking to yourself in the way that you would speak to your best friend? If your best friend came to you feeling really stressed out, feeling um in the throes of grief, would you berate them? Probably not, or they wouldn't stick around and remain your best friend but we're stuck with ourselves. <laughs> so we we tend to talk to ourselves that way and we can't escape it and we start to believe it. So self-compassion is, again, questioning those thoughts and stopping ourselves when we start to speak to ourselves or treat ourselves that way. Compassion is giving ourselves credit, the credit we deserve for making it as far as we have made it. we All of us have been through stress, one, one type of stress or another. And we need to give ourselves credit for having made it as, to wherever we are, wherever we are. Um, and, you know, that really is important to remember on days like today because I think anniversaries of any sort of trauma or loss, tremendous loss um, brings up sorts of feelings, not just grief but anger at the world, anger at ourselves and it. sometimes we don't even know where, where it's coming from. We're not even aware that we're feeling this way because it's an anniversary. Sometimes it just kind of sneaks up on us and we just are mean and nasty to other people and to ourselves. So it's it's important to know that and to find a way to settle down, to maybe meditate. I talked about meditation last time, spending some time in quiet, breathing, focusing on your breath taking a break and walking in nature and or just looking at nature and just ask ourselves, why am I feeling this way? What is going on? What is really going on? Um, Dr. Kristen Ness, who was on this program not too long ago, she's a self-compassion researcher and psychologist and professor at the University of Texas right here in Austin, um, and she wrote a book, a couple of books about self-compassion, the Self-Compassion Workbook. And the last, when she was on, she spoke about her book, I think, believe it was called Fierce Self-Compassion. And she advises to make it a practice throughout the day, and especially when we're feeling stressed out or down or just out of sorts and we don't know why, to put our hand on our heart, take a breath and ask, what do I need to do for me right now? What do I need to do for me? It might be that your blood sugar is low and you need to take a eat a snack. It might be that you need to take a nap. You might need to meditate. You might need to go out and get some fresh air or to just be with your breath for a few moments. She also suggests that we imagine what we would say to ourselves if we were our own best friend Um, at that moment what would you say to yourself if you were your own best friend and she definitely suggests making time throughout the day to stop whatever you're doing and take a slow breath multiple times a day um Finding ways to relax, um, such as spending time in nature, listening to relaxing music, gardening, drawing, painting, or just being. These are really important ways of um, being compassionate towards ourselves. Exercising is really important to enhance our inner peace in the moment. Our bodies are made to move, and when we exercise, we release endorphins that help to release the feel-good chemicals um, that are the feel-good chemicals that bring about relaxation and a better mood. We can focus on slow breathing, as I mentioned, walk in nature, write, paint, sing, play an instrument, do something creative, and connect with other people. Very often, uh, especially now when people are working remotely, um, sometimes we don't speak to another person. If we mainly are doing paperwork as our, as our job, um, we don't actually speak to another person for much of the day. Um, we're really missing that human connection, and that's really important. So when you're feeling low or you're feeling stressed, it might be a good idea to call somebody who you feel close to, who you feel is going to support you um, and and help you to be more positive. Um, or call them on the phone at that moment. We We've lost the ability to even speak on the phone. Everybody texts, but there's nothing like actually hearing another person's voice. It's really important to practice relaxation regularly in order to cope with stress um to prevent discouragement and depression and to have the energy and clarity of thought to move forward it, to be creative and enthusiastic and to live our passion and especially at times like this when in general people are really stressed out there's so many things going on in the world right now to be stressed about and people are feeling grief and and at times where We're in a collective grief, such as today, the anniversary of 9-11. So it's really important to find ways to relax so that we don't get stuck down an endless um, spiral of depression. And when we practice stillness and relaxation, we reduce the stress hormones, cortisol, norepinephrine, and adrenaline, And when we reduce these chemicals, it puts our body into the relaxation response. So when we're in the relaxation response, it's not possible for us to also be in the stress response. Uh, You know, the relaxation response um, consists of a slower heart rate, deeper, slower breathing, um, our digestive system is working more smoothly, our stomach muscles are relaxed, our muscles all over our body are relaxed. When we're in the stress response, it's the opposite. Our heart is racing, we're breathing more in a more shallow way and more quickly, our muscles are tight, our digestive system isn't working correctly, it kind of shuts down. So they are opposite reactions. And when we're in the relaxation response, we're much more creative. Um, our mood is more elevated. We, we release um, the neurotransmitter serotonin, which is a mood elevator and helps us to sleep better at night. And as I said, the stress, Hormones cortisol, norepinephrine, and adrenaline are um, produced by the stress response and the relaxation response stops the production. Now, cortisol, norepinephrine, and adrenaline over a period of time actually has a destructive effect on our not just our mood but on our body. Okay, so... Grief is, I'm going to talk a little bit about self-compassion and grief. Grief is a, is universal and it's always around us. And it's really important for us to understand that it's normal but, and that we can't just make it go away. We can't just say everything's going to be all right and have it go away. We need to kind of be there with the grief in ourselves and in other people. Um, Dr. Heidi Horsley, a grief psychologist who who counsels families of firefighters who died in 9-11, um, was on, in an interview, and I'm going to talk a little bit about what she advised people to cope with, um, who are, who are dealing with grief. She said, first remember that what you're feeling is normal and that you don't deserve to be judged, criticized, or for people to ask you, are you done with it yet? Is it over yet? Aren't you, aren't you over that? Um, that happened a long time ago. Um, people who, who lose a loved one get over the loss. And I can tell you that from my personal experience, you don't get over the loss. It just gets easier for you to carry the loss. Um, So she recommends some adapted skills to help you to deal with grief. Um, First of all, don't isolate yourself. As I mentioned, connection is really, really important, and we've lost a lot of our connection. Um, during the pandemic. It's really important to reconnect with people, and we can do that um, if we're not able to see people in person. We can do that by phone, um, or now we can do that by Zoom as well. And make sure that the people you talk to are people that you know who are supportive, supportive friends and family, and if you need to, speak with a therapist and you know on an anniversary brings up grief like today or an anniversary and that's very specific and unique for your loss um you know connect with people and talk about what that's bringing up for you if you're feeling if it you're feeling like it's bringing up a lot of grief for you and and stress but do, but avoid Trying to numb it with alcohol or drugs because that will not make it go away. It just will come back um, it'll come back and bite you. <laughs> um, it just you're just delaying the effects of the grief. If you talk about it, it actually comes out of you. You have to get it out. When you put stuff it down with drugs or alcohol, it's still in there brewing and getting worse. Um, on today, nine eleven, she recommends and I and I concur to limit your exposure to the news. You know, there's a lot of news today about nine eleven all day. There are gonna be images that are very triggering. and both on the on TV and on social media, and if this is something that's really triggering for you, there's no benefit to watching it. We already know what happens. It doesn't mean that you're not remembering the people who were lost if you don't um, expose yourself to the images that trigger you more. You're not helping. You're not bringing about anything positive by triggering yourself. Uh, remembering and... and um, in positive ways, is different than tr- than exposing yourself constantly to the um, ex- to the negative images. Again, exercising she recommends, as I mentioned, exercising is really important. It releases endorphins, and it's another important um, adaptive coping skill. And she recommends doing, you know, anniversary. Type runs and walks, whether it's for a 9/11 anniversary run or some sort of workout in honor of 9/11, or if it's um, if you lost somebody to uh, breast cancer and there's an anniversary, there's a walk for that, or some other um, some other type of anniversary walk or run where people get together and share in the exercise, that's also a positive way of dealing with the grief. And again, as I as I had said, focus on remembering people. Focus on remembrance rather than um, the negative um, and the fear and the anger. Focus, remind yourself that this is about remembrance she writes, "It's a day to memorialize, pay our respect, pay tribute to those who died, and to remind ourselves maybe how far we've come since nine Um And she recommends the following um, the following list of of symptoms that are signs that you should reach out to a mental health professional. Um, If you're feeling hopeless, helpless, not worth living. Um, If you have a substance abuse problem, if you're using too much alcohol or drugs to try to numb yourself from difficult feelings, if you're feeling consumed by anger, if you're angry all the time, this is not healthy, it's not beneficial for you or anyone else, if you feel like your relationships are being impacted or like you're pushing loved ones away, if you're having a hard time connecting with people, if you feel like you can't function in your work, um, and definitely if you have thoughts or a plan for suicide, these are times to, to reach out to a mental health professional um, or the mental health or the suicide hotline, for sure. Okay. And then I um, found online a grief, a, a grief rights, the rights of your rights as someone who might be in grief. If you are dealing with grief, these are your rights. And this is by Dr. Alan Wolfelt. From the, he's the director of the Center for Loss, Loss and Life Transition at the University of Colorado Medical School Department of Medicine. Number one, you have a right to experience your own unique grief. No one else will grieve in exactly the same way you do, so don't allow others to tell you what you should or shouldn't be feeling. Number two, you have the right to talk about your grief. So talking about grief will help you heal. Um, Seek out others who allow you to talk as much as you want, as often as you want about your grief. And I know that that one I found after my father passed away seven years ago, that I was, trying to make other people more comfortable around me. So I limited how much I spoke about what I was going through. And and sometimes I just didn't talk about it at all. If I could tell that somebody was uncomfortable and people are uncomfortable hearing about grief, I just didn't talk about it. And that's not healthy. Um, Yes, there are going to be people who... um, are not going to be are not going to be responsive, and they're not going to respond in the way that would be helpful to you. So you don't necessarily have to talk about grief with with people who <laughs> you don't have to force it on people. But find people who will listen. Whether it's a support group or a therapist or a close friend who is open and understanding. But talk about it. Don't stuff it away. Don't try to make other people feel comfortable. Um, you have a right to feel a multitude of emotions. So grief is not, um, it's not one feeling. It's made up of many different emotions, confusion, disorientation, guilt, fear, and even relief sometimes. Um, those are just some of the emotions that you might experience along this journey of grief. And none of them are wrong. Um, Number four, he tells us you have a right to be tolerant of your physical and emotional limitations. Your feelings of loss and sadness will probably leave you feeling fatigued. And remember what your body and mind are telling you. Get rest, eat balanced meals, and don't allow others to push you into doing things that you don't feel ready to do. Um, number five, he tells us you have a right to experience quote-unquote grief bursts. Um, sometimes out of nowhere, you'll just have this surge of grief that overcomes you, and it is normal and it's natural. And those are that's a good time to talk to somebody who understands it. Um, you have a right to make use of a ritual whether it's a funeral or some other ritual later on of lighting a candle. Um, healing rituals are not are not silly. Um, whatever helps you to cope with your grief. He tells us you have a right to embrace your spirituality, whatever that might be. You have a right to search for meaning, asking why did this happen. It doesn't necessarily mean that you'll find an answer um, that's satisfactory to you, but you have a right to to, to start searching. Um, And rather than have somebody just tell you, well, that's just the way, that's just God's will, you have a right to look into it further. You have a right to treasure your memories um instead of ignoring memories because you think they may be painful um embracing the memories talking about joyful times with the person or people that you've lost that's that's a positive thing and you have a right to move toward you have a right to move toward your grief and heal so Grief is a process, as he writes, not an event. Be patient and tolerant with yourself and avoid people who are impatient and intolerant of you. And remember, as he said, that the death of someone you love changes your life forever. All right, and I'm going to just finish with a... A meditation by Sharon Salzberg, um, she posted this in the Tricycle magazine on 9-11-2012 in remembrance of 9-11, and it's a loving-kindness meditation. Um, she recommends that you sit comfortably or lie down if that seems preferable. And close your eyes or leave them open slightly. And this practice is done through the silent repetition of certain phrases. Um, You don't need to force an emotion or a certain sentiment while you're doing this. The the power of the practice comes from gathering all our attention around one phrase at a time. Um, And she she directs us to... Start with ourselves, as though we're offering ourselves a gift. You can experiment with the wording, but it can be as simple as, may I remember and and abide in the love in my heart. Then after a few minutes, think of someone who has helped you, a benefactor or a friend, and you repeat the same phrase as an offering to them. May you remember and abide in the love in your heart. And when you feel ready, you move on to someone you hardly know, a near stranger, perhaps the checkout person at the grocery store you shop at, or a friend of a friend of a friend. May you remember and abide in the love in your heart. And then someone that you're annoyed at or have some difficulty with, may you remember and abide in the love in your heart. And finally, an immense expanse of loving kindness. May all beings remember and abide in the love in our hearts. And then whenever you're ready, you end the meditation and you see if you can bring some of this consciousness, mindfulness, awareness into your day. And that is what is called the loving kindness meditation. All right. So we're going to take a brief break. And when we come back, we're going to hear from Minerva in Bay of Benditas, Mexico. And then we'll go on to hear, to talk to Tamika Jones and hear her music. So don't go anywhere. We'll Dr. Right
2: Mera's book, The Passionate Life Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Merrick Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmerrickharpell.com.
0: Ruben and Minerva,
3: Uh,
0: we're going to do something different this week. We're going to talk about your recent trip to Germany, and this week we're going to start with Minerva, and then next time we'll talk with Ruben about how your trip was. Okay, sure. When did you get back to Mexico? Uh, the 26th. Okay. How long were you gone? Uh, One month. One yeah. month. Wow. Yeah. So was Germany very different than Mexico? Yeah, everything. <laughs> like the people, the culture, it's
3: very interesting.
0: So did you have a good time?
3: Yeah, yeah. I get the chance to visit many places and will meet family again.
0: Right. So, your family is from Germany, even though you grew up in in Mexico. Do you? Yeah, yeah. My... Go on.
3: Well, yeah. Um, all my family is from Germany, but I was born here and well, I've lived my whole life here.
0: Right. So, do you speak German at all?
3: Uh, no, I don't speak very well, but I understand a little bit, and, well, I practice a lot there.
0: Okay. What did you like the most about your trip?
3: Um, well, I think I stayed a lot of time with my family. I went, like, with my grandma and uncles and my cousins.
0: hmm did you ever meet them before?
3: Yeah. Well, like, years ago, my family, well, part of my family lived in where I live now. Oh, okay. And, yeah. And they, well, yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So, where did you go in Germany? Where did they take you? Well,
3: we were um, first, the south of Germany, and I went first to Stuttgart, and then I went to where my family lives in Darmstadt and, and Schwäbisch
0: Okay, what what are some of the big cities near there that people would recognize if they hear them? What? <laughs> what are some of the well known cities nearby?
3: Um. Well, Stuttgart is very big. Oh, Stuttgart. There's yeah. Like, yeah. And then we went to the north with my father, and Oldenburg. It's it's a little bit different. It's more like um a little bit colder, I think so, or hot. And then I went to Berlin. To the big city
0: the mm-hmm. capital. Mhm. So where did you like it the most?
3: Uh, oh that's a difficult question. <laughs> I like oh. all. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: But well, welcome home. You glad to be back in Mexico?
3: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. So until next time, Minerva, adios.
3: Until next time, thank you. Adios.
2: Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years, live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaracarpel.com.
0: us. This is Dr. Mara Carpell in your golden years, right here on blogtalkradio.com and on Dr. dot com. And we were just listening to the music of our next guest, Tamika Jones, who used to be right here mm-hmm. in Austin, Texas, but now joins us from LA. Tell us about the yes. music and musical history. Welcome Tamika. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Howie, I just want to mention to you that there's like a half-second delay when we talk, so it's good to keep it in mind. How are you? How are things in L.A.? Um, I'm still adjusting,
4: but it, it just, it's refreshing to be out here, um, even yeah. though I'm super, super uncomfortable, but I was very comfortable in Austin, so it's good to just be out of your comfort zone to discover new parts
0: of yourself. Well, that's true, right? We have to push ourselves to the edge sometimes. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so maybe you can give our listeners a little bit about your musical background. So um, I
4: started uh, being kind of a cover band singer, kind of uh, singing weddings after I had my twins. My, my twins are 21 now. But when I first had them, I was looking for, like, you know, income, and I knew I could sing, so I started singing in, like, a cover band um, with Will Taylor and Strings Attached. And um, then slowly, I started making my own music, and and I wanted to form my own band with my own aesthetics, sonic aesthetics. And Mm -hmm. um, I started playing at the, um, actually, actually, I first started playing at the Elephant Room. I started doing jazz. But then I thought, yes, yeah, I was doing jazz, but I, I didn't think I fit really really well in that genre, so I started mm-hmm. making more, um, like, pop soul music, and then I started playing mm-hmm. at the Combo Club Gallery, and I had a residency there for many, many, many years, and I don't know, I, I just bopped around different venues in Austin while I raise my kids as a single mom, uh, Continental Club, Antones, Um, you know, just the various iconic uh, venues in Austin uh, for like, I don't know, 14 years, 12, 14 years, I'm not really good with time. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Okay. And,
4: uh, yeah. And uh, I've, I've played ACL, South by Southwest, um, just and I've opened for Gary Clark Jr., Leon Bridges, you know, just a who a, a who of, of uh, Texas artists. Um, and then I just got kind of disillusioned with the music scene in Austin and just the scene in Austin. And I moved to LA like uh, nine, nine
0: months ago. Okay. And um, what are you doing out there in LA? Well, I moved here to get closer to the
4: music industry. Like the business side, mm-hmm. and m- m- more, more important, like um, specifically the songwriting side, like for sync and television and, and movies. Because I wanted more of a behind-the-scenes uh, uh, education. I've I've mainly been a, a a solo artist, and that's really hard to do as an independent. There's a lot of stress, and a lot of anxiety, and I've, I I was a solo artist independently for you know many years, and it just wore me down. You know, I needed a break. I needed to be more behind the scenes. But when I was listening to the song you you just played, <laughs> I I I got a little nostalgic and I kind of missed performing. I uh uh-huh. so,
0: uh-huh.
4: It's it's it, I was singing along to, to, to my music. And I was like, oh my god, I'm <sighs> singing live so much. I I should probably get back to that soon because this is something inside of me that I can't turn my back on, even though it was really hard and stressful and kind of stripped away a lot of, of my uh energy and magic but it it's just it's just in my blood to perform. Mm. Mhm.
0: Can you tell us about that song that we just played? Yes. Are you awake? I wrote it about
4: <laughs> I wrote it about like missing your ex boyfriend or, or your ex paramour and you're in in, in, a, in a club and you just want some how do I say this? You want some maintenance uh, performed on uh-huh. your body by your ex, by your ex ceremony, <laughs> You're like, are you awake? Because I want to come through, and uh, you know, just get some uh, relief. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, to put, to put it in the PG way. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, that 3 a.m.
4: text at night when you're when, when the club's closed and you and you don't want to quite go home yet. Mm-hmm. uh-huh okay
0: and is that <laughs> yes. is that on an is that on an album
4: no i really i released that as a single um uh with with a and i it was produced by an amazing uh um, musician songwriter by walker Lukens. he's based in uh, mm-hmm. austin texas as well and it was just a fun a fun song and a fun experience with him and uh yeah it's just, that song is so so special to me Okay.
0: Um we're we're gonna play another one of your songs. Um Gimme That. I think that's oh. called. uh what's that? Yeah. Yes, that was that's the latest single I released
4: uh last year. Yes. <laughs>
1: okay. Another
4: another sexual song. <laughs> I guess I wrote
0: okay.
4: a lot of okay, yeah. sexual
0: songs. Okay, well, we're going to play that. Um, Don't hang up. We're just going to go on mute and play that song, and then we'll come back for for a couple more minutes to speak, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, Tamika Jones, give me that. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, yeah, that was produced
4: by my by me and my band.
0: Okay. Do you have a lot of yeah. um do you have a lot of songs out there that are they are they albums or are they all singles or albums? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're
4: mostly singles. I haven't released an album yet. I released an E P and like like when I was uh in Austin I was mainly a performing artist and I mainly focus on that and I didn't record a whole bunch. I don't know why. I guess I'm just afraid of being in the studio and I'm more of like a performing person who's like in the moment versus perfecting in a studio. I think there, there are two different kinds of disciplines. Uh, mm-hmm. There are recording artists who can, who are amazing recording and live they're kind of meh. And also the opposite is true. So I don't know. I just, I guess I'm afraid sometimes to be to record. I should get over that. Right. right?
0: Yeah, well, he sounded great on those
4: two songs. So,
0: Uh, (laughs) yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's
4: probably just, just psychological. I need to see a therapist or something. (laughs) I'm thinking over my my inhibition. Right.
0: Now, Art Mendoza, our producer, popped in to tell me to tell you that he is going to talk to you later about some musicians he knows out there that you might want to connect with we've had one on the show pretty frequently, Betty Nava. She's a guitar player. Oh, so, and, cool. in, in yes. a similar style of music. So that might be really? a good connection. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. I'll, I'm, I'm so about
4: collaborations and, and working with as many people as I can out here and everywhere. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so down. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he'll, he'll be in touch with you. Uh, without that. So, Amazing. so so are you are you performing at all other um or is it all right now behind the scenes work.
4: Well what's funny is I, I had a last show in Austin in
0: June or June or
4: something at at um Antones and I was like I'm retiring from live music because it was just so frustrating. Um mm-hmm. and it's just a huge a major source of anxiety. And I was like, I can't. This can't be good. This has to be a better way. But just, I miss it so much that I probably will have a show in Austin or show somewhere sometime, probably next year or okay. uh, later on. I just, I can't, I can't walk away from it. Even though,
1: uh-huh.
4: even though it was just a huge source of anxiety, I just, I can't, I can't. So I will be, I will have a show there. So you heard it here. I will have a show there next week. Okay,
0: probably. great, <laughs> great, <laughs> for sure. So if if listeners want to hear more of your music and find out and and keep up with you, you know, to find out when you are performing when you do come back, um, what yeah. are some ways that they can do that? Download your music, find out where you're playing, um, yes. that sort of any I... other any other events. Well, I'm.
4: Yeah. On all the music platforms um spotify apple all, all the platforms um just and I'm also on instagram I post a lot on there when i have shows um it's my my username is at empress e m p r e s s and then I'm on facebook I post shows on there too, just to make a Jones but those this, are okay. those the places i i post and when i have shows yes,
0: okay, it's great. Well, I will be um putting those links on my um post about this show on on my website later tonight so that if people weren't ready to write it down, they can just go there and click on it. Um, awesome. Well thank you so much for being on the program this evening and best Thanks. of luck out thank there you in having LA. Me. Yeah. Thank you. I'd thank love to me. thank you for your time. Yeah, I'd love to have you back when when you have you know, when you get more settled in there.
4: Yes, I would I would love to. I Maybe mean, um next year um when I have a, a show to promote or a, a new song or something. That'd be amazing. Okay. I'd appreciate that.
0: Okay, great. Well you have a good <laughs> night. Um You too, thank okay. you. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. All right. We've come to the end of another program. And before we get knocked off the air by our producer, let me let you know what's coming up next week. Um, Next week, September 18th, we'll be back with another live program and we'll be joined by certified relationship coach and nationally recognized expert in the field of attraction and conscious relationships, uh, Roy Biancala. Jan Kala and Roy will discuss how to attract healthy relationships in his and his latest book relationship boot camp hardcore training for life love and the pursuit of intimacy and also next week Ruben Minerva's twin brother Ruben and they have been of Mexico will talk about what he thought of his their trip to Germany and more. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information and get the about on the program, go to my website drmaricarpell. Com and the podcast will be uh, live there as well. And that will be later tonight when I have the links up updated on that website on drmaricarpell. Com. But you can also listen to this evening's program. In as soon as five minutes from now, by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, B L O G dot com, slash, your golden years. And you can also listen in five minutes on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, your golden years, for upcoming shows and events. This show was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by a dot com. Thank you to my guests, Tamika Jones and Minerva in Bay of Bandatas. And thank you to Art. Thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Stay safe.